is the name of the Lord. This is D.K. Grooms with Rock Solid Truth, and I'm so glad that you have joined with us today. Praise the name of the Lord. It is good to be with you today. I pray that you are walking in the victory and in the power and in the glory of our almighty risen Savior. Hallelujah. What a hallelujah. It's a good day to be in the praise of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I've been speaking to you, amen, about do you know who you are in Christ? Amen. And the scripture that I've been using is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If you don't have your Bibles, run and get them very quickly so that you can read along with us, if you will. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you today. I want to thank you and magnify your name and glorify that which you are doing in the midst of your people. Lord, I pray that the words that I speak today shall find a place of planning, that the mighty name of Jesus Christ shall be exalted, will give you all the praise, and I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. I want to ask you a question. Do you know who you are in Christ. If you know what Christ has done for you and in you, and if you understand these two things, then you will have come into the revelation of knowledge, and that revelation knowledge is going to take control of your emotions. Those emotions are going to be continually conquered and brought into subjection concerning the things that have been taken into your life by you being born again. When you have that knowledge of what has taken place on the inside of you by being born again, the roller coaster, stop, the roller coaster ride is going to stop. I'll say that again. The roller coaster ride is going to stop. The one day up and the next day down. One day walking in victory and the next day walking in defeat. One day feeling like you're the head and the next day feeling like you're the Ted, like, like you're the tail rejected. How many people do I encounter that have a relationship with Christ who are born again children of God, even filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they have this roller coaster in their life every day? talking about people who love the Lord, people who desire to walk in all that he has and walk to walk in the supernatural. But they're up and they're down. They're in and they're out. Why is this taking place? Why is this happening to the born-again child of God? Why is this taking place in their lives? Because their perception or their relationship with Christ is all about the perception of things that are taking place in their lives to the external instead of they realizing and grasping a hold of what's been taking place on the internal. Maybe I need to say that again. Because their relationship with Christ is all about the perception of things that are taking place on the outside of them, externally, instead of what has already happened internally 
inside their heart. And so their perception and their relationship is centered around things, centered around finances, centered around relationships, and even centered around their ministry that continually makes them go up and down. You see, their perception and their realization doesn't come from the assurance of what has taken place on the inside of them. It's based on the things that are taking place on the outside of them and the things that are taking place against them. The Word of God says, and the truth shall make you free. What is that truth that makes you free? Here's the truth that makes you free. 2 Corinthians 5.17. I just read it. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. When a man or a woman becomes born again, they receive a brand new spirit. No one is ever like them. They are created brand new. Their spirit literally becomes transformed. They come from that spirit of death unto the spirit of life. You see, if only we could perceive, if only we would grasp a hold of what Christ has done for us on the inside of us. If we could get a glimpse of what has taken place on the inside of us, I tell you that all of our troubles and all of the things that are taking place to us, it would be joy unspeakable and full of glory. All of the problems that we encounter would seem so very insignificant. Every problem would have to take a back seat to the revelation of that which has taken place on the inside of you. Let me ask you a question. Is your born-again experience new every morning? Do you wake up to it new every morning, unspeakable and full of glory, the power of God, the power of, of uh, the glory of God manifesting itself to you every single day? I tell you that if you had a revelation of what Christ has done on the inside of you, I want to tell you those things that are happening on the outside would not be near as devastating as they are. You see, here's the problem. Most of God's children don't think they have anything to compare it to. Anything they can look at. They don't grasp the hold of the reality of what the Word of God is trying to bring to them and to show them revelation knowledge as to, new, as to the new creation that they really are. You see, if you come to the place where you are able to see what He's done for you, if you come to the place where your mind is renewed, there's no way that you can become overcome and overwhelmed by the things of the world. You know, I need to say that because someone is going to say, you know, what world do you live in? I'll tell you the world that I live in. And it's the world of what is taking place on the inside of me through the redemption of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's new every morning. It's powerful. It's wonderful. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. It doesn't matter what the world is doing. It doesn't matter what the government is doing. It doesn't matter what our senators and our 
congressmen are doing. What matters is, do you know who you are in Christ? And do you know who sits on the throne next to the Father? And by the way, you're sitting next to Him. You're sitting next to the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And as he's made his enemies his footstool, so you also should be making your enemies your footstool. And all things should be below your feet. Not looking up from the barrel that you think you're in. I'll say it again. If you have an understanding of what has taken place on the inside of you, you would not be overcome and overwhelmed by the problems of the world. Now I know that there's a multitude of people that have probably already clicked this off. Amen? But that's the Word of God. The Word of God says that it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. There's no way that we should become overcome and burdened down. There's no way. We are child of the living God. We are a brand new creature. We are partakers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the head and not the tail. We are above only. Hallelujah. Praise the Lamb of God. There's no way that you can be overcome and burdened down if your focus is on Him. If you are centered in on Him. Look at Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. Isaiah 26, verse 3. That will keep him in perfect peace. He will keep us in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on him? Because he trusteth in me. Do you trust in him? Is your mind stayed on him? Are you focused in on him? Are your steps ordered by him? And in those steps being ordered? You understand that you are a child of God. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You are the apple of his eye. You are his child. You are his brother. If your mind is stayed on him, you will have perfect peace. So the question comes, how is it that we became over, become overcome and burdened down? When we're only above only. You know, it's taken me a long time to understand who I am in Christ and what He's done for me. I know that the born-again child of God doesn't get this right away. But I want to tell you, we ought to be preaching this to them. We ought to be letting them know who they are in Christ. So that when the devil comes against them, when the devil tries to deceive them and to knock them down, they ought to know who they are. When the Word says that we are more than conquerors, when the Word says that we are overcomers and that we are above only, the answers of these statements are based upon what is taking view. I'll say that again. When the Word says that we are overcomers, conquerors, that we are above only, the essence of those statements, and they are true, the essence of those statements are based upon, upon that which has taken place on the inside of us. 
not about what's taking place on the outside of us. When you have that revelation as to what has taken place on the inside, and it starts to become lifestyle, then it becomes real in you. And when it becomes real in you, you begin to understand and begin to live in that realm. And then what it does is that you begin to, that it begins to dominate everything else that is in your life. Begins to dominate everything that is in your life. You see, the problem is, is that we as children of God have a problem walking in faith. And the reason that we have a problem walking in faith is because our flesh dominates. What we see dominates. What we hear dominates. What we smell dominates. It dominates. We should be walking in faith. Faith is 1017. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Praise the Lamb of God. When we walk in faith, the things that are taking place on the outside of us should have no relevance to what is taking place on the inside of us. So what kind of a change has taken place in the newborn again man or woman? Look at Ephesians chapter 4 verse 24. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 24. And as you put on the new man, we're talking about this new creation that you are. Talking about wearing it like a shirt, putting it on, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. The Lord wants you to put on this new man. It's created in righteousness and true holiness. I want you to hear the word of God. So what is false holiness? Now let me go back for just a moment. The Word of God states that your new being, your new creation, it's true holiness created in righteousness. You were created that way. When you become born again, you were created righteous and you were created in true holiness. I will tell you that when I got saved, I can't tell you what I heard coming from the pulpit that I had to do this and I had to do that and I and I and if I didn't if, if I didn't use what I had the Lord would stop using me You were created righteous that means you don't have to do anything not anything to become righteous you were created in true holiness. That means you don't have to do anything. You were created in true holiness. So if you were created in true holiness, that means that there is a false holiness. And it's what most people are preaching and teaching today. It's a striving to live in holiness. Uh, trying to attain holiness. And when you're striving and attaining, trying to become holy, it becomes false holiness. Because the Word of God tells you that when you were born again, you were created righteous and you were created in true holiness. 
So I'm sure if you're a born-again child of God and if you're Pentecostal, I'm sure you've heard this phrase about holy living. Well, what is holy living? Holy living is just a byproduct of that which you understand has already taken place on the inside of you. Sometimes it takes a long time for people to get to that revelation, but that's what holy living is. When you become born again, you are given a righteous and a true holiness nature. And when you start to live in holiness, it's just a confirmation that you already understand what's been done on the inside of you. And when you do not understand that, then you try to duplicate that which has done spiritually by and through the flesh, through your actions. And let me tell you what happens. Failure and frustration. Because I've been there, done that, and got a t-shirt for it. All that is trying to take place, if you're trying to duplicate that which has been done on you spiritually, all that amounts to is behavior modification. Christianity is transformation. Christianity is your heart being changed. Christianity is you becoming a brand new creature. Christianity is God giving you a new spirit created in righteousness and in true holiness. That's what Christianity really is. Look at John chapter 4, verse 24. John chapter 4, verse 24. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit, and God gave you a new spirit when you became born again, so that you could approach him in spirit and in truth. So when God sees you, He doesn't see all your shortcomings. He doesn't see all your misgivings. He doesn't see all of your failures. He doesn't see all of your mistakes, all of your problems. He sees His Son. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. They that worship Him must approach Him in the spirit that he's given them. I hope you heard what I just told you. The born again child of God must approach God in the realm of the spirit that has been given to them and in the truth and in the identity that they have in the Lord Jesus Christ. What a powerful word. What a powerful statement. Look at 1 John chapter 4 verse 17. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. Aaron is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. If you've been born again, the new creature, the spirit man, that spirit that Jesus has is exactly the same spirit that you have. No, in the body, you're not like Jesus. In your emotions, you're not like Jesus. In your soul, you are not like Jesus. But in your spirit, man, you are just like Jesus. 
No, you're not the son of God. You are sons and daughters of God. And to those who do not know Jesus as their Lord and their Savior, to those who are not born again, you're not like Jesus at all. Because your spirit is dead. And it's dead in trespasses and in sin. And so you strive to be like Jesus. Well, I go to church. I pay my tithes. I teach a Sunday school. Yeah, you strive to be like Jesus. But all you have is a form of godliness through your religious organization. Now, I know you don't want to hear that. And I know that's probably upsetting a lot of people. But I'm here to give you truth. I'm here to give you revelation. When you place your trust in Jesus, when you place your confidence in Jesus and you become born again, God gives you a brand new spirit, identical to the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why you're a partaker with him. And you become just as righteous and just as holy as Jesus was. Wow. As he is, so are we in this world. Not in a future time, not, in a, not when we get to heaven, right now in this world. Here's what religion teaches you. It says someday you'll be like Jesus. Someday you'll attain to holiness. Someday you'll be righteous. But scripture tells us that in our spirit, we are just like Jesus. You see, if we, have if we as children of God have knowledge and understanding towards who we are in Christ, then that which we understand and that which we have confirmation of, we now have identity with Christ. And it reveals unto us who we really are in Christ. Because we have been revealed to us what he has done in us and through us. And what that will do is it will dominate your emotions. And it will dominate your actions. So that we begin to live in the truth, in the knowledge of Christ. And what that truth does is that it brings freedom. And it brings liberty concerning the word of God within us. I understand that we're not like Jesus in our actions. I understand that we're not like Jesus in our soul. I understand that we're not our, like Jesus in our body. That's why the Word of God tells us to renew our minds. So that we can start the process of thinking like Him. Because this is what He says. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. That's what renewing the mind is all about. So that we can begin to think and have a revelation like God thinks. Think on these things that are lovely. And think on these things that are pure. And think on these things that are of good report. Think on these things. Because that's what God wants you to do. You have the mind of Christ inside of you. He wants you to begin thinking through the mind of Christ. Not through your own carnal mind. So if one-third of us, our spirit is like Jesus, 
then that one-third can begin to dominate the other two-thirds so that that one-third can begin to rule and reign over that which is our flesh. That one-third of us can have a great influence over the other two-thirds if we have understanding as to who we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, and I'm going to close with this. Philippians chapter 3, verse 3. For we are the circumcision, which worship God in the Spirit, and rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. I'll ask again. Do you know who you are? And what he has done on the inside of you and through you. What a powerful word. Praise the Lamb of God. I'm so glad that you have joined with us today. I pray that the words that I have spoken shall find a place of planning. You know what I encourage you to do? Every word that I've spoken, I encourage you to get in the Bible and check it out to, tell what, to see whether or not I've been telling you the truth. I encourage you and challenge you to do that. And when you've done that and you say, you know, this is reality and this is revelation, then tell everybody that we're live streaming on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, live streaming, live streaming at 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon, live streaming at 6 o'clock Sunday night, and live streaming on Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. I pray that this finds you well, and I call you blessed. This is D.K. Grooms with Rock Solid Truth. Go with God, and I guarantee you, he will surely go with you.